What's up, friends? Welcome back to the Unfounded Podcast. My name is Chris Turner. I am your host. Uh, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, depending on when you're uh, listening to this podcast. It is Valentine's Day here for me. Uh, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but uh, happy Valentine's Day out there to everyone that is uh, celebrating and to those who aren't. Um, <laughs> I know this is kind of a it's one of those holidays that people love to hate, you know, and I'm actually I, I include myself in that. Um, Valentine's Day is not one of my favorite holidays, and it's mostly because I've been single a majority of the Valentine's Days I have been lucky enough to be alive for. <laughs> so it's not one of my favorite holidays, but I do think it's a fitting, uh, uh, because of the, the holiday, it's a fitting time to talk about. I've already talked about it a little bit, but I talk about love. Um, but this one, I'm going to do it a little differently. Um, I'm going to try to talk about it in the context of being alone, which may seem a little counterintuitive, <laughs> but uh, let's let's go with it. All right. So love valentine's day let's start with valentine's day what a weird holiday right <laughs> i mean in some ways in, in other ways it kind of makes sense it's like yeah of course you have a day where you, you you kind of focus on the person that you value or love the most um but even in that you kind of see that there's a hierarchy there that's kind of goofy valentine's day is, is a very commercialized holiday <laughs> and I and it was designed to be if I'm not mistaken let me look this up I, I'm almost positive that when was the first Valentine's Day let's see oh wow the first Valentine's Day this is off of the BBC says uh, was in the year 496 having a particular Valentine's Day is a very old tradition thought to have originated from a Roman festival. The Romans had a festival called Lupercalia in the middle of February, officially the start of their springtime. Okay. So it looks like it's not as commercialized as I may have thought. That, I think that's like kind of a, a, a it's like a rumor or like a kind of something I've heard a lot is that, that Valentine's Day was created by the companies to sell more products, you know what I mean? But apparently uh, it wasn't, or at least the idea of Valentine's Day has been around for a very long time. So that's kind of cool. That's actually kind of encouraging. I like that. Um, but you can also see, though, like with the way we've constructed our Valentine's Day, the modern Valentine's Day, it's very focused on. Well, here, for here, here's an example. What do you do on Valentine's Day? You find who you love the most. Usually, right? Who's your Who's your love? The one you love the most, and and show them, show them how much you love them, and. I like the idea of, of showing people your love. You should try to do that as much as possible, right? But I don't like the idea of the most. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't like the idea of like defining one person as who you love the most or cherish cherish the most uh, because it's 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 a hierarchy thing and it's another thing that kind of brings us back to the material side of things. You know, it, love's a weird thing to try to place into a hierarchy. Because like, how would you do that? Like, how would you how would you value one love over another? You know, there are different forms of love. You know, there's ways you love your parents as opposed to the way you love your lover, right? But do you think one is more than the other? You know, different forms of love. I guess Valentine's Day that we celebrate focuses on romantic love and places kind of a makes it into a value equation and then you know places 
romantic love at the top. We make a day for romantic love. And we, we, we do make a day for, like, fathers and, and mothers, so I guess there's that as well. But I guess what I'm getting at is, um, let me go from this direction. People don't like to be alone. I'm going to start there, right? And why? Why don't people like being alone? That's, a, that's I guess we could start there. Well, people don't like... I think this gets to the ego. <laughs> it, it all leads back to the ego, doesn't it? <laughs> but think about it. We like to have somebody to bounce ideas off of. Not only ideas, but we like to like bounce ourselves off of other people. You know, that's that's how the ego's created. You know, you bounce yourself off of somebody else and they give you that image back and then you incorporate it and bounce something back off of them and blah 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 over and over again, right? Creates this ego. And I, wa- I often wonder if, if, you're, if, if, if your conception of who you are is entirely reliant upon that image, that self-image, the ego, then if you are left in a place where you don't have something to reflect back, you don't have another person there to constantly reflect back who you are, the question arises, who are you? This is a problem I think a lot of people run into. This is one of the biggest problems in defining your ego is most people avoid it and they don't even realize they're doing it. Because the easiest way to start to identify what you are is to be alone. This idea of the hermit. You know? In a lot of, uh, like, ancient societies, uh, not ancient, but a lot of, like, um, I believe it's in the rainforest, a lot of, like, uh, shamanic civilizations where they are, are, are tribes you know um the shaman was a was a, a figure of wisdom but um and a lot of them he was also like a, kind of ostracized from membership in the group itself what i mean by that is a lot of times the shaman was somebody that lived off by themselves in in like a forest right they, they didn't live with the tribe you know it's also why you you, you uh, because and I, I i think that's a curious thing right that the shaman is somebody that a lot of times was was left separate from the regular group. And why is that? Well, I think it's because if you are constantly surrounded by people, um, you never actually get a full conception of what you really are because people will constantly bounce back a, f- a false image to you. And we actually get comfortable in that because you can get comfortable in other people defining who you are for you. If you sit around other people for long enough or, or, or constantly surrounded by other people, you can you never have that hard question, right? It never... The, 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 there's always something to distract you <laughs> if you want to look at it another way, right? Um, and because of that, you, that one question never really pops up in your head. What are you really? You know what I mean? Because it's not pulled out. There's no reason to ask that question. You know, you're, you're content. But the funny thing is, is on like <laughs> days like Valentine's Day, right? A lot of people hate being alone on Valentine's Day. And I understand why. I've been alone quite a bit. I think it's this, but it, it kind of gets a little bit to this. It's like, why do you hate being alone? Well, because you probably think about all the things that make you inadequate on Valentine's Day if you don't have somebody, right? And, and if you do have somebody, then you think about everything that you're grateful about with that person, right? But if you don't, it's the opposite. If you don't, it's you get to like reflect on who you are and how you failed to <laughs> successfully capture another person that you can show love to this year round, right? Well, I think... 
for the people out there that do suffer <laughs> on Valentine's Day or have felt what I've talked about, I think everybody's felt that at some point, the loneliness uh, that comes comes through on this holiday sometimes when you're, when you're single. Um, I think it's a really important time to do some of the work that we've been talking about in this podcast, uh, like work on the ego, like identifying that, maybe maybe figuring out where some of those edges are to your, your image of yourself, what it looks like. Sure. Because you're... It's in those times when you don't have anybody that that question will pop up. It's a good time to start asking it. Because here's the thing. It actually gets back to responsibility as well. Um, you may find that if you want to be the most depressed on Valentine's Day, the perspective you should take is that I did everything right. I tried as hard as I could. The world just hates me and there's nobody out there for me. That's the worst perspective you could take, right? If you're single on Valentine's Day. Because you're placing the blame on the world. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I did everything I possibly could. There's nothing more I could have done. I'm still single. I'm still here alone. It must be the world's fault. Right? Or the other side of that is like, you could look at it from the perspective I'm talking about. Like, oh, I'm single right here. What did I not do this year that could have raised a likelihood that I would be sitting here with somebody that I love on Valentine's Day. Right? Like, why, why don't we approach it from that, that perspective? We should. Because you'll probably find out something about yourself in that process and asking, the, asking yourself that question. What could I have done more? You'll find something right away. You know there's something you haven't done. Right? Maybe you didn't talk to that girl that you saw over at the bar or that guy you saw over at the bar, right? Uh, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you, uh, I don't know, maybe you lost your temper with somebody you did love and pushed him away, you know? Um, maybe you feel you're inadequate. Maybe you just don't put yourself out there. Maybe you hide yourself away because you feel like you don't, you're not enough for people. Whatever it is, you know, it's a really good time to take stock of that and figure out what it is because there's something you're not doing. If you're feeling alone, if you're feeling lonely, there's something you're not doing. There is people out there for everyone. I believe that. I can't say that that's a law, right? But I believe that, truly, that there is somebody out there for everyone. But in order to attract or find that person, you have to put actual general effort into going that direction, finding the someone, right? And if you don't do that, then what you do is you just sit, sit stagnant. The problem is the longer you sit stagnant and dwell in your own sorrow, the more you reinforce your image of yourself, that self, that negative self-image, that you're not enough, that you don't have anybody that loves you, that you can't, all that stuff, right? If you sit in that feeling, it'll get worse. I promise you it'll get worse. But if you try to approach it from this other perspective I'm trying to introduce here, from almost a more self-critical perspective, but from a responsibility standpoint, I have the responsibility to care for myself, to love myself, right? And if I love myself, maybe I'll attract somebody that, that sees that. It's something that people don't understand about like attraction, I think, is that pe people are attracted to people that love themselves in a good way, in a positive way, and they know who they are, right? Uh, I think one of the reasons that most celebrities are, are so attractive, why they attract attention, isn't necessarily because of the fame. It's because they know exactly who they are, a lot, a lot of them. The most famous people. Take like the Joe Rogans, for example. Why is he so famous? Why is he so attractive? That guy knows exactly what he is, and he owns it right? And the flaws and all, right? Which is, which is why people are attracted. That's why he has billion freaking listeners worldwide on his podcast, because he knows exactly who he is and people are attracted to it. They, they flock to him in droves because he speaks his mind. He doesn't filter himself, all of those things. If you 
approach yourself with that exact same attitude, right? With, I'm going to figure out who the hell I am because I know there's something very valuable there that is unique and different from every every other person that I'm sitting, watching or looking at. I'm going to figure out what that is. And if you do, I promise you there's going to be somebody out there that sees that in you too. You know, sometimes you can be lucky enough where somebody will see something in you before you do. I don't know if you've ever had that happen. So it happens a lot lot of times in sports or coaching. You know, if you're in a coaching role or something, a lot of people, that's one of the roles of the coach or the leader actually is to pick out talent, pick out, pick out traits in people that they don't see themselves. It's a hard job. But if you can train yourself to, to, to notice like little qualities in people, you can pick out what they could be. And it's almost like the best, maybe like the best posture is to position yourself as a coach to yourself. Like view yourself as somebody that you want to help, right? Jordan Peterson, Carl Jung talk about this. Um, you know, so often we're harsh on ourselves, you know, on days like Valentine's Day, you know, it's like everybody out there having a good time, you know, and I'm sitting here alone and I don't have anybody. And it's like, well, yes, true. But at the same time, it's like, (laughs) don't let that reality define who you are. You know, it doesn't mean that that has to be the future. It doesn't mean that that has, that is actually who, it doesn't mean that that's all you ever are going to be. It just means that's what the culmination of experience and decisions that you have made prior to this has, has led to. And it's a really, like I said, it's a good time to take stock because there could be a lot of things that need change, changing, right? There could be a lot of things you're not doing right to attract the person that you need to be with. It could be anything, you know, I don't know what that is for you. You'll know intrinsically if you ask this question, it'll be the first thing that pops up. It's like, what could I, if you even start to ask the question, you'll know. It's like, what could I do to make, oh yeah, that's it. I could definitely go to the gym, Right. Oh yeah, that's it. I could definitely take care of myself. Maybe, 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 uh, maybe do my hair every day before I go out instead of like having it look like a rat's nest, you know? Or uh, oh yeah, maybe maybe I could try to make my clothing match a little bit, or 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 keep it nicer, you know? Like make sure it doesn't have wrinkles in it. Uh, uh, Maybe I could walk with a little more intent, you know? Maybe I could walk like I'm actually going somewhere instead of walking with my head drooping and my shoulders down, like I'm some timid thing that can be taken advantage of, you know? Maybe, maybe I could, maybe I could actually talk to that person, uh, and see, see, see if they, you know, want to go get a coffee or whatever. That's been my biggest thing, guys. It's something I've struggled with my whole life. It's really, really hard thing to approach people, right? I think this is more of a male perspective because traditionally we are the, the, the sex that has to approach or is expected to approach, right? It's a very uncomfortable feeling. It's something that I struggled with most of my life. Kind of this phobia I had of approaching women. Because it, it is, like I've said in uh, I think the second or third podcast or I don't know, this might have been my other podcast actually. What you do when you approach somebody you're interested in them you're, you're placing yourself in the sacrificial place. You have no control in those situations, which is why it's so uncomfortable. Because the person you're approaching has complete and utter control to break you or not. You know what I mean? To judge you completely and wholly, deeply, like in a way that could really hurt you. So when you're going and approaching somebody, you're, you are placing yourself as a sacrifice. You're, you're like, hey, here, judge me. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's almost sacrificing your ego to that person. You know, this is a, it's a really, I mean, it's one thing to show you. It's, it's a really good way to show you that you have an ego is go try to approach somebody. You know what I mean? If you've never done that before and ask like a romantic interest and talk to them. You know what I mean? Because if you do that, you'll notice like you are in a very vulnerable position. That person can do whatever they want to you. Now, it's a it's a good experience to hold, I think, or have because it, it also shows you that <laughs> um, one, if you do that enough times, you'll notice that most people are not the monsters you make them out to be. Like that, most people's are people are not going to hurt you intentionally if you're showing that you you like them or you compliment them or whatever it is. They're going to take the compliment even if they don't want to be with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're going to be like, "Oh, cool, yeah, thank you, whatever." So, it, it, a lot of the battle is ninety percent of the battle is in your mind when you're talking about when we're talking about you know people approaching people romantically. But it's important, I think, to place yourself in those positions throughout life because if you don't what you end up doing is creating a monster out of yourself because you'll blame the world for not having what you need you know the love in your life that you need when in reality you're the one that's creating that 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 situation and i know that intimately <laughs> if you couldn't tell right so you know on these valentine's day let's for the for the, for the singles out there because honestly it's this is who this is oriented towards <laughs> right now for the singles out there on these days you know um use it as a time to really i i think it's a really good time to define who you are looking for in love even if you don't have them right now it's like okay i like to think about it like it's, it's almost like you can't plan it like it <laughs> you can have fun planning it like you can have fun like trying to think about who you would need and who would fit right but it's going to be wrong because it's going to you're going to be fitting it into your conception of your ego like what you think you are but it's not going to be accurate so you can try to do that but it, maybe like past the time you know what i mean oh who would fit right for me you can try to do that the best i think the only way to really do it is to like engage with people ex externally um, I, 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 do, I do think the law of attraction comes into play here. So like if, if, um, if you know deep down what your value is, you'll attract the thing that you need to, to make that come alive, right? Um, it's, it's, it's like, uh, have you ever seen the movie A Star is Born? If you've ever seen that movie, it's kind of like that where um, like I, I believe that souls have a, this resonance quality, right? Um, where Where it's akin to like a frequency, like a vibration, right? And, and, and this is where I get a little more spiritual. But um, I, I think you're kind of unique. You have like a unique frequency. You know, you're, 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 uh, let's say you're the thing that makes you different, you know, your interest or your, your passion uh, is, is, a, is vibrating at a, a kind of a specific frequency. You know, people can pick up on that in some ways. It's, it's like a, a, you know, you can feel what you're putting out and, and, if you know or you tune into that, you know, into what you're really about, like your deep soul connection to the, you know, meaning. People, like the person you need comes towards you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, 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 they feel that, they see that. But you can't be like acting in order and, and, and attract a person in that way, right? You can't be playing the ego game. You can't be pretending like you're something else because that person may may actually still come towards you, but you're gonna not you're not gonna recognize that there's somebody that would be right for you because you're playing this ego game, like and 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 building yourself up to be something that you aren't. So you actually don't know what you need, right? 
in order to I think I think in order to find the the I mean you can you can stumble into him but if you're sitting here on Valentine's Day and you're somebody like me where you're you're you know 28 30 years old and you know you do want a partner but you're you're struggling trying to find somebody I think the best way to do it is to figure out who you are Don't focus on them don't play the game of like who's gonna fit right with me and strategizing and all that kind of stuff and then going out there and trying to you know again it's like it's like the vacation thing you want to buy your experience before you have it you know what i mean it's like no like go out there into the world and live your life genuinely but in order to do that figure out who you are throw away the mask man figure out what you've been pretending to be and then figure out what you're actually love what you actually love you know what, what your actual interest is you fo- you find that through following the love right you define who you really are by finding, following what you actually are interested in, where your true love lies. And it's like, how can you ever give that to somebody else if you don't know what yours is, right? Like, how could you, how, how, how could you ever truly give somebody something that they don't have if you don't know what it is, you know? One thing I've found, because I've been alone for a while, <laughs> and I don't mean to make that sound uh, depressing, but I've, I've experienced more times of being alone than being with somebody. Like my, my relationships have been fleeting in my life. And the funny thing is, is when I was a kid, the one thing I was afraid of more than anything else was being alone. I remember this very vividly, being absolutely terrified of being alone not having anybody around me. And the, the funniest thing is that's exactly what happened. So it's like the thing that I was the most afraid of is exactly what I went towards. I think there's something to figuring out what you're afraid of. Because it's it's kind of like it's, it's kind of like when I was you know you, you squeeze too hard. Otherwise, it's like if you're if you're focusing on what you're afraid of, what you do is you steer right into it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it's it's like um, oh, what's the analogy I'm trying to think of? I I don't know. I mean, it's like bowling or something where you keep your the ball goes where your eyes are. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing in life. Like you, you go where your eyes are. If you're focusing on your fears, on the things that make you incomplete, that's exactly where you're going. You know what I mean? Like if that's all you can, and, and it's weird. It's like if you focus on them and run away from them at the same time. It's like if you're running from things you're afraid of and keeping your eyes on them at the same time. If you can imagine like a person running but looking back. You know what I mean? If that's what you're doing then that's exactly where you're headed. You're running in a circle. You have no idea where you're going. So you're, you're running in this circle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Away from something that's not leading you away from the problem at all. You're just kind of continuing it. Making it a cycle. The funny thing is, is a lot of times the things you're afraid of, the th- no, every time the thing you're afraid of is exactly what you need to grow. So for me, what I needed to grow was to be alone. But I was afraid of it. I was terrified of it. In some ways, that was the thing that was the universe calling me out saying, hey, yeah, maybe you need to be alone for a little bit. Figure out who you are, you know? 
Don't run away. Sit in it. See what happens. Because a funny thing happens, for me, at least, or happened for me. It didn't happen overnight, but slowly, I got comfortable with it. And there's a funny thing you'll notice uh, <laughs> when you, you stay isolated for long enough from people, right? Um, you actually start to appreciate solitude. In, a modern, in, in the modern times, I think that is, that is a really novel thing, a weird thing. To, to be alone and to appreciate it. Because even we're alone in modern day, we're not alone. We got the phone there. You got people surrounding you constantly, even when you're alone, right? And so you can distract yourself or text somebody or whatever. You, you can, it's really, I mean, it really is hard. Try to think about that. Ask yourself that. When's the last time you went an entire day without talking to someone or looking at Facebook or engaging with someone? Spend an entire day just with your thoughts in your head. When's the last time you spent an entire day without saying anything? speaking a word out loud. All of these things are important because this is where the internal dialogue starts. It's when everything else quiets down that your brain goes nuts, goes mad. When all of these questions, all of these problems start to bubble to the surface, you start to see what your ego is and what you need to do to get away from it, to separate from it, to get back to the source, to get back to the soul. And if you do that long enough, I think you get to a point where <laughs> you got to be careful because you can actually turn into a hermit. You'll get too comfortable in it and you won't want to be around people because what you'll start to realize slowly is that people come with a lot of problems because <laughs> they don't. A lot of people are running around not knowing what they're doing, like I've been saying, right? Once you come back out of that solitude, you start to see people in a different light. You understand, you recognize the people that are acting and the people that aren't, Right? And, and, and then you, you start to you start to want to kind of pull away from them because you don't want to be a part of that game anymore. You don't want to be a part of that cycle. You're trying to get back to source, to self, to whatever you really are. And, you know, that was a little bit of a tangent, but the and to bring it back to Valentine's Day, like this is the times, like, you know, for those of you that are single, man, like don't feel bad about that. If you're sitting there alone and you don't have anybody today, start that journey, that process right now. Because there's something valuable sitting there. This is an opportunity. You know, instead of looking at Valentine's Day and dwelling on everything you should have done or didn't do last year uh, to, to get a, or how, not necessarily that, but how like inadequate you are in your ability to find a mate, don't dwell on that. You know, let the internal dialogue go and actually focus on things that you could actively do uh, to maybe increase the likelihood that next year, this that Valentine's Day, you're sitting with the person that you truly love that you truly need to be with. You know, does every, anybody ever ask that question of themselves? What do I need to do to attract the person that I am meant to be with? What kind of person do I need to be? How, like, in what ways do I need to put myself together? And if you ask yourselves that question, you'll start to realize it's very simple. It's, it's almost the, it's the exact same thing you do if you're just trying to put yourself together, period. The thing you do to attract who you need to be with is the exact same thing you do to just live your best life. So what does that mean? Wake up in the morning, make your bed, do your chores, do them with intent, do them with love, go to work, engage with people, look them in the eyes, talk with them to them with depth, share your experience with them, don't hide, open up, be a real thing. Don't pretend. And if you do that for a year, I guarantee you you're going to attract somebody to you. 
whoever you need. It's probably not going to be who you expect. It's going to be who you need. Because they're going to see something in you and be like, whoa, that's what I've been looking for. The funny thing is, is you start doing that to people who are attracted to it. Like I was saying, they see that. They'll see you being genuine and they'll want more of you. Why? You know, I can get, and this is, I'll get a little political for a second. Uh, I don't want to, we're getting towards the end here. Um, but, you know, everybody kind of flipped out after the 2016 election trying to figure out why Trump got elected. You know what I mean? Um, and <laughs> you know, I I lost my train of thought. I don't know why I brought that up. <laughs> I, <laughs> I had a really good point to make there, and it just as soon as I said Trump name, I don't. Okay, it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be good. Anyway, um, I guess I'll just continue on. Just continue. Truck. It'll probably come to me. Uh, but yeah, if you live your best life, man, you live your best self. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, so. Um, the reason Trump, whether you like him or not, but the, the reason that people were attracted to Trump is because he had, whether he was, and, yeah, he's hard to figure out. I can't tell if the guy's genuine or not. I, for a long time, felt he wasn't. But here's the thing. There's, there's something about people, like, he may not, he's genuine in his disin, being disingenuous, if that makes sense. He's the guy that is, like, okay with being the shithead. You know what I mean? And because he embraced it, people were like, oh, hey, yeah, I like that. Okay. Because that's what all the politicians are. (laughs) You know what I mean? They're all doing that same thing. They're all trying to grab for power in some way or another. You know, they're all playing this game. All Donald Trump did is went in there and played it actively. Showed you I'm playing this game. (laughs) You know what I mean? And people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, called it out. He said, hey, hey, these guys are all these guys are all actors. They're all game players. Uh, so am I, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and call them out. People loved it, right? <laughs> Absolutely loved it. That's why he got elected, man. It, you could take all of the policies and throw them away. It wouldn't matter. He could have said anything policy-wise. It wouldn't have mattered. People would have voted for him either way. And I'm not saying that to condone him, right? I'm not saying that for for any political reason. I'm simply trying to observe why there was attraction quality. There's an, that you know, people are attracted to things for a reason. You know what I mean? And and if if we take something like the election of Donald Trump and just write it off as people being bigots or whatever, you're missing the entire. Like, there's a big reason that guy is sitting there. And if we don't if we don't recognize why, then you're doomed to repeat that. It's going to happen again. You know what I mean? It's one of the things I, I, I see that's frustrating me. I, actually, you know what? I'm sorry. Sorry for that. That was Alexa talking to me. I'm going to stop. I don't want to go any deeper down the political hole, uh, uh, rabbit hole there. Um, but it's it's that that genuine. It, it It's being genuine, <laughs> I guess, if I had to sum it up. You know, if it, if this Valentine's Day you're feeling inadequate, you're feeling like nothing, you know, it didn't go your way this year, and you want you want it to be different next year. Try to be a more genuine you in the way you act, the way you speak, the way you do things. Live it. You know, it's hard to start that process, but it's easiest to start the process with simple tasks. If you can do something genuinely like simple, like dusting, you know, if you can do that genuinely and with total intent, then you can do that in something else and you can continue to build on that. And the more you do that, the more you'll realize that you are valuable and you have the ability to imbue even the simplest thing with intrinsic value. You can make it look beautiful. 
you know um you know it's it's like you can make your room like that's another thing that jordan peterson talks about and i love this idea it's like you if you get to a place where you don't know what to do or you maybe you got you've mastered those chores and you've got a good schedule going and you kind of but you feel like maybe oh i'm bored or i just don't feel the spice of life figure out a way to make some place in your house beautiful like pick a room and try to figure out how to make it beautiful like not just to you like objectively like if anybody walked in that room they're gonna be like wow that's gorgeous because you need that in your life you need that that sense of beauty because it reminds you of what you are that is what you are as a thing you bring that into existence you intrinsically know what beauty is everybody does and we can make it so make that in your life make that in your home make it somewhere where every day you walk into you feel you you know what i'm saying because then you'll get a little more acquainted with that person that thing the real you the thing that can bring beauty into being the creative side the soul the self whatever you want to call it if you can figure out how to bring beauty into the world you can figure out how to how to give somebody your love beauty attracts <laughs> you know beauty is the positive force and we view it in a shallow like that that term we define it shallow in a shallow way in modern day but it's it's the depth it's about depth beauty is about depth in this ideal form i think it's that feeling you get beauty is the feeling that you get when senses can't take in all the information like at once it gets it has this time freezing effect when you see something beautiful where it's like and it's like all this everything has to kind of whoa <laughs> you know what i mean like what is that you know it doesn't matter if it's a painting or a person or a, 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 a you know a view of some place or, or, or a book you know a story a sound a song whatever it is when you feel that you see that beauty it has this timeless quality i mean that literally where time time kind of stops and if you can figure out how to bring that into being yourself I guarantee you're going to be something that some that people want to be around. You're going to be a thing that people want to have in their life. Because it's rare. <laughs> Most people never figure out how to bring beautiful things into existence. They can figure out how to bring like they can make things that have utility. People are very good at also making things with utility, but we focus too much on that side and failed to realize that like our whole value as beings is beauty. Look at the Sistine Chapel. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like nobody knows who invented the washing machine. It's very it's a great utility, but you see one every day and nobody gives a shit about it. But Sistine Chapel people travel from around the world to see. Figure out a way to bring beauty into the world. And next Valentine's Day, I think there's going to be somebody that's uh walking your way. We're already there. 
All right. I hope that was good. I hope you enjoyed this uh, Valentine's Day episode of the podcast. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please visit my uh, website at Podbean uh, or my Facebook page. Uh, I got Twitter page. I got uh, Tumblr. Um, and you can find it. They should be all at the Unfounded podcast uh so if you just type in that on facebook or any of those it'll it'll bring it up okay uh and then i also do have a youtube channel now if you guys want to listen to any of these on youtube um i post the videos there's no active video i'm probably going to start recording myself so there will be like the active video of myself up there here soon um but for now it's just kind of like the image of the podcast but you can listen to it there as well if you want to access it on youtube all right and then also please if you could if you're enjoying this if there's something that you think uh is is going to be valuable to you please share it uh or talk about it with somebody else because i i do want to have this expand so we can create a bigger community and, and see see what kind of conversations can come out of it okay um but i really appreciate you guys if you're sitting there lonely on Valentine's Day, don't worry about it. You are loved, uh, and we will be back at it here, I'm thinking, Monday. All right? Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Bye.